Ah, so you ready to do a show? Sure. You're you're always excited about that. That's because it's better to be for it first. Ah, uh, well, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. There's you, times it's like if you're a squirrel and you're running across the road and the first one gets hit, not a good time to be first. So, uh, you know why I picked that up? Because mm-hmm. because I was always watching these video podcasts and they need to like clap to sync the audio and video and stuff. But I mean. I guess it's nice that we still do it. I mean, it's not like we have video or anything. So, um, it turns out that we are on video now. I guess so. Yeah, so, uh, you know, instead of the normal boring news stuff, uh, I went ahead and bought a uh, bought parts, not a part, lots of parts for a new PC. So um, I thought we were going uh, to just uh, do that on the show instead of the normal boring news stuff. What do you say? It's good. All right. So as you can see, this is my uh, old rig here in the uh, Fractal Design R4 case. It's a uh, I'd say probably the best case I've ever owned, but then again, I've only ever owned cheapo cases. You were showing me that it has this sound deadening yes. on it, which was pretty neat. I hadn't had seen a case like that before. Yeah, so like you can see, like there's lots of foam around here. This case on its own weighs a ton. It, th- I was surprised when I picked up the lid. It was like really heavy because they were always made of this flimsy aluminum or sheet metal. Like, oh, it's really light, but it was like really yeah, this heavy. Is- I'm not sure like what kind of gauge steel this is, but like empty, it weighs 25 pounds. It's definitely so, pretty sturdy. So yeah, this is uh, what I've been using for uh, six or three years. Uh, some of the parts. The nice thing about a case is they don't really go out of date. Yes, especially one that's kind of like a featureless monolith. Yes, it has a nice flat front that doesn't have too much to it. So. Yeah, and it's not lit. It's not lit. So uh, it has you know plenty of space for uh, water cooling uh, for those so inclined. So yeah, so uh, yeah, let's uh, dig into this. Sounds good. The brain of this build is the new Ryzen 1800X. This is a 8-core, 16-thread beast running at 3.6 gigahertz, boosting to 4 or 4.1 if you have the cooling. It is built on the Global Foundry's 14 nanometer process with FinFET and is perhaps the most efficient high-performance CPU. It will be cooled by a Thermaltake Contact 12 cooler. It features three heat pipes and AM4 support. These will be placed on an ASUS Prime X370 Pro. It features four DDR4 DIMM slots, SLI support, two USB 3.1 ports, five USB 3.0 ports, and an Intel Gigabit Ethernet port. It also has video outputs to support future AM4-based APUs. Amid the loads of fan and water pump ports, it is also lit with ASUS Aura Sync LEDs, capable of expansion. RAM is a 32GB set of G-Skill Trident Z 3200MHz. It has a cast timing of 14, hopefully giving sufficient latency and bandwidth. The main drive will be a Samsung 960 EVO 1TB SSD. This comes in a 2280 M.2 form factor. It connects with four PCIe lanes, giving somewhere in the neighborhood of 2.5 gigabytes per second transfer speeds. 
a Seagate ST4000DM000 will accompany it. This is a 5900 RPM 4TB hard drive that has worked well for Backblaze. It is larger in both capacity and physical size than the 960 EVO, as seen. The GPU is my existing EVGA GeForce GTX 680. Based on the NVIDIA Kepler architecture, it is 5 years old and will be my next upgrade, hopefully in a few months. The power supply is a Thermaltake TR2 700W unit. This is not a modular power supply, but there is sufficient room in the case to stash the cables. The case is my existing Fractal Design Define R4. We already spoke about it, so Google it if you're more curious. Because Ryzen is somewhat premature, I expect frequent BIOS updates. To ensure that I don't make a brick, I will be using a CyberPower CP1500 PFC LCD uninterruptible power supply. It is rated for 1500 volt amps and should supply enough power for about 15 minutes during a blackout if it comes to that. So now that you've seen the parts, let's go ahead and start with the motherboard. Okay. Andrew, I found uh, this envelope over here. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I, I am getting an AMD CPU here. I mean, it seems kind of thick. I mean, I guess I guess it might be like the instruction manual, but don't, don't they like put those in the uh, in the box? Was well, it was laying over there next to the box? I mean, <sighs> AMD, we need to talk. You completely missed the ball on bulldozer, okay? Like, I don't want this to happen again. Also, why do you use PGA sockets for? Like. Intel doesn't have pins on their processors anymore. It's been proven. Just put the pins on the motherboard, please. <sighs> you suck. All right, so now that's out of the way. Ah. So here we have the Asus X370 motherboard. So uh, I think we might need to ground ourselves here. Ah. I just like have a wire that's connected up to the vent behind me. So. It's not on the outlet, just just to clarify. Yes. I, I did make sure when I saw you messing with an SOS and electric cord, I was like, okay, just making sure he didn't plug that in. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, I guess I don't really have a good place to put it. I guess it'll, oh, it'll be fine there. So here we have it. Oh, yeah, let's not forget the goodies. Ooh, the IO shield. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely gonna need this. Uh, then we got the driver CD. Can put that in there. Oh, uh, this is like foam. See it? Really? Feel that? Wow, that's neat. Interesting. Yeah. Trying to take up that gap in the in the back there, pushing it some. So. Oh yeah, the SLI bridge, and one of those things for the case connectors, because that's like one of the most annoying things about building PCs. So, you know, you got your power, your power LEDs, speakers. It actually tells you what it is, uh, so you don't yeah. have to guess at it. So, so you can plug it in here before you plug that's, it in on there the board. There we go. Yeah. That is the orientation, so you know which one's up, which one's down. Uh, that's kind of important. Yes. Too. Oh, it's got a mi missing pin here. Is that? Is yeah. That? Okay, Several good. missing pins. So you can't plug it in wrong and mess yourself up as long as you're reading. All right. So manual. Don't need that. And driver CD. Might might need that. 
just for like, you know, stuff. And, okay, what is this? Tiny little screws? I'm not sure, what's that? So we got the board here. Um, yes. Ooh, we might need manual. I guess. I guess the ones on this side don't move. Yeah, because I can. I can see a slot going down here, but oh, it's blocked on. Oh, okay. I see. So just one side moves. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that before. So because I only have two dim sticks. Uh, need to figure out which way. Okay. Perhaps the total memory size. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I guess we use A2 and B2, which I guess are the gray ones. I guess. Yeah, A2, B2, okay. All right, so, um, got the RAM. And ground, okay. And because these are kind of identical, oh, wrong way. And like, I didn't notice this until recently. Okay. So it's almost like that quarter would have to dip down and then... Ah, it's kind of like spring-loaded. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's a specific thing to that DDR type? The way they no, use I think... It's well, just this board? I'm going to guess it's just this board. But, like, one thing that I didn't notice about DDR4 RAM is that it goes out in the middle. See how the pins are shorter on here than here? Oh yeah, it does. In here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder if they purposely bowed it so the other types don't uh, clash. I guess. So, uh, sorry if this is out of focus or something, but this is like the first time I've like done this. <coughs> hmm. So, there's that. And let's get the processor and heatsink. So there we go inside. Oh, one thing. This is like pretty much all that they needed to do for the processor, because like it's like right here. But like on the inside of this box is this big open space. Yeah, for I guess a heat sink. That or if I was, you know, shopping in a store, it's just easier for me to pocket it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have the big box in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, because that would be so inconvenient. So, you got the little, the little badge. Little badge. Which I might or might not use, because I kind of like my case being a featureless monolith. So, you ever put in a CPU before? I have. Yeah, so... I, I actually have an old CPU I took out from a oh, really old computer on the back on the underside. Like, like you know, in the center there weren't pins? Uh -huh. It was like this price tag. It says like $400 and dollars. I was like, whoa. Okay, well, there's, there's yeah. center no see, pins. See, that's, that's where the, the tag went. So for the processor was a bit bigger, I think. Yeah, but there's no 
price tag there. The price tag, okay. It might be a little too small for that. I think that one was something like a P3 or something like that, so. or two, or that era. So, uh, here's the corner of the golden triangle, and where's the one of the golden triangle? Uh, I guess that might be where the bracket comes down. But, uh, oh, so there's a square corner there, so, oh, that's, that's where it goes. I don't, I don't, I think that seems reasonable, because on, on the bottom there is looking, there's like that golden spot there too, and that would line up yeah. with that. I think that's pretty reasonable. So, and because this is a zero insertion force, it just drops right down in, and that's all that. you need. Okay. Heat sink. Peel off label before you use it. Okay. And what kind of goodies is in here? I hope there's some kind of thermal goop, otherwise I have to rummage around upstairs for it. There it seems to be a packet of stuff. I actually had a whole pad of it the other day for my printer, because apparently that works good for why those are fine instructions. <laughs> yeah. Politica de la Garantia del Producto. Oh, it's definitely a product. Yeah, definitely. But uh, anyways, the apparently the pads are also good for holding glass beds on. And uh, you just stick them down. And since they do the heat transfer, it works really good <laughs> of transferring the heat up through the glass. Okay. So I see a cable. Let's see wire hooks. Extension of some kind. Okay, AMD. Intel. Alright. Intel? I saw this over here had Intel on it. Did that come in the mail too? It's laying with other stuff. I'm not sure why Intel would be over here. I mean, I mean, I have one of their CPUs and it's going to be in my server. I'm taking it so, out. So, I mean, I'm not sure why. I guess I just have to destroy this. Intel, we need to talk. You are the reason we can't have nice things, okay? At least nice processors, affordable. Like, you haven't really increased performance for like five years. You suck! And I would have like flipped you off too. But this is like a sort of family-friendly show, right? Uh, anyways, I'm getting a lot of trash around here. I mean, I... Uh, so... Uh, brackets. Okay, so you play the fan that way. So... Sort of goes down like this, I guess. The CPU fan is the one on top there. So if we go down like this, okay. And it's like it was made for it. Yeah, who knew? So oh yeah, need to make sure the direction of the airflow is correct. And 
So the thing about uh, buying an AM4 processor is that you can actually get them. Like it wasn't hard. Like it was like I didn't have to wait to get the you know this 1800X here. The thing is heat sinks. Like there are only about two or three AM4 heat sinks in stock on Newegg. Must have been selling quite a few processors. It's just that they actually expected the demand. Yeah. And, uh, like, the really good Cooler Master ones, mm -hmm. uh, like, you need a bracket for an AM4 to put on these. So I'm like, okay, well, uh, maybe get one of those. Yeah, extra hand there. Oh, got it. So I'm like, oh, maybe get one of those. So uh, I go on the Cooler Master website to actually get one, and they're unavailable. So, uh, and there's like no shortage of people complaining about it. So, okay, I'm, oh no, is this on here permanently? <laughs> Why did you need to move it? Yeah, uh, darn. Um, Just need a pull. Okay, well, we might, we might edit this out. We might edit this out. This is the part where the video goes really fast, and you see people waving their arms, but it's like super speed. All right, so we're back, we're cleaned up. The fan is on, it's aligned with the pins, so like it's gonna be blowing across all of them now. So uh, time for the, um, the scary part, you know, of actually applying the heat sink. So uh, there's a lot of different theories for applying the 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 that the goop the goop. What's your your philosophy? Uh, just like a little bit in the center. So then you just squish it down. You don't actually spread it or anything. Uh, no, I just pretty much keep it there. So this has actually this uh, Arctic silver has been sitting around for a few years, but I mean it it still looks like it's good. I mean, that's probably way too much right there, but it is kind of thin, so, or at least like spread out. It's like, it's like actual tape. I'm guessing it's probably for oils to keep your hand oils off of it. Uh, okay, so, oh, this is, this actually has a screw on the bottom of it. So like it won't like teeter totter back and forth. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Nice. Unlike the uh, old AMD heat sinks, which you know kind of did that in droves. All right, scary part, scary part, scary part. And okay, all right. So this goes down. Oh, sorry. This goes. That latches down there, and then we'll have to pull it. We clip down. There we go. And it is in there. Nice. And then CPU, fan. Okay. I guess it'll just have to stay like that. And there is sufficient clearance for the RAM, the other RAM slot. Let's 
Ah, uh, it's kind of close. That's like right on the edge there. Yeah, it can go down in there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I believe that's all the prep we can do for now. So I guess uh, take the other stuff out of the case and put this in. Okay, so ground, all right. And I guess we can just put it in the case like so. Looks good. So take out the GTX 1080 going to be a recycled part so we'll put that there uh, let's see we don't need Western Digital don't need the OCZ anymore okay and disconnect all the SATA stuff <clears throat> Come on, come on, there we go. Power, and the other power, and system fan, and the USB 3 front ports. So your new motherboard has the 3.1 on it. Did the, the connector change visibly? Because I know the 3, yes. 3 had a blue. Did the 3 one have anything else on it? Um, I guess, I think so, because, well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. And screwdriver. Uh, ah. Okay, so we need to take out power supply. And I'm just feeling around here. Oh, case screw. for uh, the wrong side. Most of the time they like hiding that panel on with yes, weird connectors so, and things. So if you come around here and look, you can put like two SSDs right here around back. That is really nice. I like that. Yeah. I can wholly recommend the Fractal Design series. So yeah, got lots of you know, yeah. power management. So you just back and forth through there. Yeah. yeah. I see that it has some more at the top there too. Yeah, and like also places where you can, uh, you know, put table, put cable ties. Zip tie, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, this is the USB 3.0 header. So have you ever done a like yeah? Because these are USB 2. Mm -hmm. Like not only is it longer, the pin spacing is also different. Oh, okay, nice. So you don't accidentally plug the wrong pin. Yeah. Thing went down again. So, yeah, there's usually like nine or so screws. You normally just keep unscrewing until they're done. Then you pry at it and you realize you missed one. Yeah. So, this board I actually got about a year ago because I tried to flash my BIOS and it ended up like bricking it. I think I remember something about that. Yeah. Uh, I forget, did you buy the same board or did you uh, get a different one? Different one. Grid? I think, uh, let's see, Intel usually changes their sockets with uh, uh, all of their different processors because they suck. Um, so they, uh, uh, but, you know, this is a 2600, so it's a Sandy Bridge. Their next line, uh, Ivy Bridge, actually use the same socket. And, uh, like, you can put an Ivy Bridge CPU in a Sandy Bridge board, or a Sandy CPU in an Ivy Bridge board. That's nice. That they can which, this is, this is like an Ivy Bridge board. Okay. So, uh, which... I was actually kind of surprised that it had a USB 3 headers on it that my uh, Sandy Bridge board did not. Three is nice to have now in these day and age with uh, really big external hard drives and things like that. Yes, uh, my International Backup Awareness Day is going to get much faster. Uh, it's it's comes all the way back here. Yep. There we go. Thank you. Free! Right. So, let's see. Got the standoffs. Okay. It looks like they're fit. Yeah, it's an ATX board in an ATX case. Oh no, we forgot the IO shield. Let's see how on earth. Do those go again? I think that's just a snap in there. Yeah, yeah. I think it comes in this way. Yes, I think. Maybe where you get like a flathead and you just push it, slide it into the gap there, and I think you just squeeze it in some, like on the back, as I recall. Oh, yeah. It's better that you apply force to it than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. I'm an idiot. I am blind. I'm blind! Seriously, though, I actually need my glasses. I have work contacts, so I, I, I didn't know that. You're right there with me. Yes, I am. <clears throat> I was getting to the place where the glasses were getting pretty heavy, and uh, plus they're always really annoying. It's a good time to, good time to switch to contacts.
So now you get a different perspective. I love how the uh, PS2 port for your keyboard is still living on. <laughs> yep. It's, it's old technology, but uh, it's stuck with us. Yep. Mostly because it's an easy way to get N key rollover. Remember uh, talking about that? I do remember we had that discussion a while back. Yeah, like there's that neat Microsoft um. thing. So you can sort of see this little port here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the USB 3.1 connector, looks like. Okay. So, yeah, this actually fits in quite nicely. Yeah. Now, this is like the only downside of putting the heatsink on before putting the board in, in that it might be a little bit hard to do the screws. But on the other hand, it was a little bit easier to put the heatsink on. So. Is the worst screws and nuts and bolts on a card. <laughs> yeah. Like, how in the world are you supposed to get to it? Oh, you're supposed to take this other completely unrelated part off instead uh -huh. to get to it. Or every person has their own way too. Sometimes there's different ways to do the same thing. So, uh, how's your car been going with the gear shifter thing? Are you still just having to take that one piece off every time? Uh, I've uh, I put it off once and capped it off. Okay. I forget what it did, but it was something that wasn't too critical. So. Yeah, it was just the bezel for the gear shift. Like nothing at all critical. <laughs> You know, just like don't put anything down in the hole. <laughs> All right. So, okay, we got the floor down here still to go. Oh crap! It's matter. We forgot to put in the SSD. So it's probably easier with the screws in this case. Eh, maybe. It's a very interesting concept having a <laughs> your SSD hanging off your motherboard. Yeah. So it means that it's drawing power through your board then, or does it have external power? No, it draws power through the board. Okay. So, so that means your board now is going to need beefier power. Uh, cables if you had a lot of those running, maybe? Maybe they're just low enough power that it doesn't matter. Uh, Solid-state drives have extremely low power okay. consumption. Okay, so it's just that it doesn't matter. So... That's what those tiny screws are for. Aha! Very tiny screws. So, yeah. I never realized how small these M.2 drives were. Yeah. Take a look at that. Yeah, like really, 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 really small. And that's what these microscopic... And someday, like 50 years from now, people will be like, can you believe the size of these hard drives people had back then? <laughs> they're huge. They're huge. And they're holding this chip on their finger. Like, that's what we have today. And it holds like 50 exabytes. Or something. 
Okay, so where did those really tiny screws end up at? So, uh, even though it's an M.2 uh, board or slot or what have you, um, they come in a variety of different sizes. The most common are the 2280s, which is exactly what this is. 22 millimeters across, 80 millimeters long. I like millimeters. So, <laughs> okay, I see. There's there's a cutout on the back of that yeah. board there, and that's gonna line up with your screw head there. So, if you guys can see, there's uh, a few holes there that you can put your screw in to secure your solid state drive. So I guess you put it in there, then push it down. That's not bad at all. And then, huh, Lord help me. Oh, I see is a screw that goes right on the top. Yeah. That is a pretty slick design. So, and yes, these kind of were meant for like laptops and stuff. That's what I kind of figured when I saw it, but I mean, just because it's made for a laptop, there's no reason you can't use it. Even like normal solid state drives, uh, you know, those are, it's right there. Right. Right. Ah, there. Right there. It's on the X there. Of course, I, by the time I said it was on the X, it wasn't on the X. Nope. Right. Was it you that showed me the video of the guy that had the really big magnet by the computer and was killing Yes. Him? Okay. Couldn't remember if it was you or my brother. Why, because he's, like, into destroying things? Uh, he, he watches random YouTube videos, so he tends to show me things, too. That's, uh, sometimes I don't know if it's him that's showing me a video, or you, or... So I'll show him a video sometimes, he's like, yeah, I showed that to you. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so the top one's a CPU fan. Where should I install the chassis fan? I guess maybe on the CHA fan header. Sounds like a good place. And because it's a three-pin, it's not going in. Wait, that rhymes. Three-pin, three it's not, not going, going in. in. <laughs> it does rhyme. You oh. have to make a poem about building. Okay, so I guess we can go ahead and drop in the power supply while we're on this side. So I totally didn't look when I was ordering this. This is not a modular supply. Modular meaning? You can take the cables off. Uh, oh, I see. Right. Is your old one one that you could take cables off? Yes. Oh, look. I'm... Delicious uh, silicon gel. Yummy. Yes. I'll be definitely be mixing that in with my drink later. So did you actually take advantage of your other's other one that you could take the cables off or not really? Yes. You did? Okay. And these. But then again, I have a somewhat large case, so I don't care. I don't care. And once you get it in there. That number of times you take your case off is pretty low, so. Yeah, well, maybe, considering how 
how much you want to mess with it. You know, like, you know, people will, you know, get the zip ties and stuff. I've never been a believer in zip tying your power cables down because, like, you know, no plant survives contact with the enemy as it goes. No plant survives contact with the enemy. Or something like that. I don't get that saying. It, it might not be exact, but, you know, there's something like that. I mean, if you, if you ask Google, Google would know. Okay. Probably. I'll, I'll have to ask Google later and see then. Or, or, or we could just do it now and Google bomb everyone. We can try. <laughs> okay, Google. No plant survives the enemy. No battle plan ever survives contact with the enemy. That's the one. Okay. And let's see who quoted it. Who said it? Uh, Alright, so that's in. Okay. It says usually attributed to Dwight Eisenhower, our, sometimes they say Napoleon, sometimes George Patton. No one was sure. Oh, wait, wait, actually ori uh, originated with Helmuth von Maltek? No idea. Mid-19th century. Uh, his version was, No operation extends with any certainty beyond the first encounter with the main body of the enemy. Sounds like he was writing a military book there. Alright, uh, I don't care about the hard drive LED. I do care about the power LED. And the power switch, reset switch, which I think is right there. Of course, I'm probably getting the polarity of these mixed up. I well, let's see. For LEDs, the polarity would matter. Okay, yeah. There's some of those that they don't matter. I'm trying to think which ones. Okay, those are. okay, yeah. Uh, the power LEDs actually have plus and minus on. Okay, them. there you go. Because the diodes would need a certain direction. Yes. Uh, parallel LED minus and plus. Okay, and I believe that's all I had because I don't like the beeping speaker. It makes life easier to put them on rather than putting your head down in there in the flashlight and trying to read which is which. Hold the light still! <laughs> You've had that happen to you too, have you? Yeah. How about the you're getting in my light one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it... It was uh, always him, you know, always my dad. Uh, let's see, it was like five years ago that uh, they, uh, my mom got tags for the car. Tags? Yeah, like uh, stickers for the red car registrations. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, apparently dad put them on, and uh, uh, apparently he didn't put them on straight. So, uh, you know, like, mom, like, she couldn't even look at the back of the car for a year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, she was telling me this, and, like, she was, like, getting all stressed out about it. <laughs> and, like, I, I said, and that's after how many years of him telling us to 
Hold the line still! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, podcast title. Podcast title. Hold the light still? Okay. Very good. Uh, ironically, the light is actually on the ceiling, so it is being held still by default. Uh, and where is the front panel audio connector? Uh, manual, manual, Manuel. All right, TPM, M.2 serial port. I'm surprised that they still have serial ports on these anymore. Internal connectors, front panel audio connector. It's the one all the way in the end. A A F P. Okay, so where did that flip off to? Okay, HD audio. Okay. So due to the stiffness of the wires, I'm going to. Put it underneath the USB. So going back to the not zip tying wires thing. <laughs> the main time when I mess with my wires and they encroach on the fans and you start hearing the sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll move the wires. So. Uh, I guess we can do this. There you go. Through. I mean, this trick. After all, like I paid a few hundred dollars for this case. What does mean to do? And crap, it needs to go the other way. It definitely helps out with uh, the room in the case and how it looks. All right, come on. You going in there? Wait. It's kind of like, you know, USB plugs. It's surprising how many Molex adapters that has, considering that you're not too likely to run into Molex. <clears throat> There's what, one, two, three, is there four in there? Okay, these are the PCI connectors. I need the CPU connector and yeah these are totally not braided was it nice your old one with the braid on it didn't make a difference in how they stay together yeah so put it down there route to the top, like this. Ah, come on. There we go. And which side? That side. I'm totally not aware if this is in shot or not, <laughs> but uh, So, because the drive slides in like this, 
This will make it stick out more, but if it's like this, then it'll go in more. So let's try that. So yes, this case is optimized for silence. So, That's very nice. So... So, the front panel fan is connected, okay, grab me a SATA connector, SATA power connector, like that, grab me an actual SATA connector, Other connector on this side, I don't recognize that. Is that uh, a different power style? Um, not sure. It's probably like like manufacturing test port or something, I guess. Let's see. I guess I want to go stealth, so go under. this one out but whatever whatever now I'm kind of disappointed that you know like I have a spare five inch bay up top here and like I would I would like to uh, put the other hard drive up there the other hard drive being this one mm -hmm. up here and that means I can take this cage out like this, this can actually unscrew. So like this yeah. will just be open down here. So what's the stopper for moving your hard drive up? Uh, there's nothing to secure it. They make adapters for that. Yeah, but unfortunately I do not have one of those. Huh. So, actually I will take, I hope it's one of these. To put in right here. Maybe. Or maybe it's for like a CD drive or something. Yes, I won't be doing that. So stick all these in here. Okay.
Okay. And I guess I'm going to power these on separate leads coming out of this power supply. Oh, since you have two of them. Yeah. I guess since you have two, it doesn't hurt. Yep. So, got the 8-pin and the 6-pin. Okay. Um, let's see, where's the other USB? Okay. I think we might be able to rock and roll. Put the other panel on. So how does it attach to the screws on the back or does it just clip on? Yeah, there's clips and then there's screws. Okay. I like the cases where they design them so it's gonna be all clips, it's kinda nice. Uh, and yeah, I think the other screws for these is in there. So yeah, why don't we test this out? So now I'm at the point of installing Windows where it has copied over the files and has rebooted uh, a few times. I haven't, uh, you know, actually put any settings or anything into it, uh, but I want to do something uh, that, well, it's pretty much like black magic. So what I'm going to do is enter audit mode, uh, which is something that you can do uh, during Windows installation. Uh, and the arcane keystroke for that is control alt or no control shift f3 and it will reboot into audit mode so if you've ever uh, like how should I say in reinstalled windows on like a Dell or HP or some kind of uh, system manufacturer like pre-built system and You've always wondered how they got the drivers in there uh, before you create like a user profile or something. Uh, whereas if you, you know, install Windows uh, without, uh, you know, whereas if you just install Windows straight from the disk, uh, it doesn't have that. You need to install the drivers and stuff uh, after that. But audit mode is the key to doing that. So what I'm going to do is, uh, since I have my solid state drive, I want to put my programs and uh, windows uh, on the solid state drive so it's really fast, but uh, I want to put my user profile directory onto the hard drive that I have. And I don't really want to deal with uh, managing uh, like all the documents, music and stuff. You know, I don't want to deal with that, I just want it you know, to be automatic. So here we are in audit mode, and uh, here we have the system preparation tool. So we want to cancel this, because we don't want to prepare it quite yet. So uh, I just uh, you know, connected the hard drive, and it, it should not be formatted or anything. So we need to manage this PC, go into disk management. So here we are, uh, disk one, that's the solid state drive. Uh, disk zero is the hard drive. So I want to 
uh, go ahead and I guess delete this. And uh, create a new partition, new volume, and assign drive letter D to that. That's good. Uh, perform quick format, okay. NTFS and the default allocation unit, okay, so looks good. All right, new volume. So uh, with uh, the audit mode, you can have what is called a unattended installation. So let's go ahead and open that up in Notepad here. So it looks like we need to copy this over to the base D drive and uh, let me uh, really boost this up so you can see it on the camera and do a word wrap. So uh, this is the important part down here, folder locations, profiles directory, uh, D users. So uh, I might want to uh, create that folder now. No, I don't want to create a shortcut. I want to create a folder users. So the uh, guide that I'm using recommends that I turn off some kind of uh, uh, service here. Okay, yeah. Windows Media Player Network Sharing Service because I guess uh, it was uh, like messing up or something. So we want to do the system preparation, out of the box experience, reboot, and with an unattend XML. So let's do that. And I guess we need to manually uh, restart. Close three apps, okay. Yes, we want to save that. And yes, looks good, looks good. And restart. Pop out the drive. So after rebooting twice, it looks like, all oh right, we're back exactly where we started. Now with everything built and installed, grab some food, a Dr. Pepper or something else if that's more your style, and sit back and enjoy the benchmarks as I lovingly rip off Green Ham Gaming.
there you have it. I wasn't able to get the RAM to go at 3200MHz without wanting to stab something, and combined with the insanely long post speeds, I couldn't handle the suspense of wondering if the settings worked and if I would have to clear the BIOS. I didn't expect much improvement for graphical benchmarks, but Fallout 4 got an appreciable bump. Star Citizen performed way worse, which is disappointing, but I'm running a kinda but not really unreleased game on a revolutionary new CPU. The encryption and compression boosts is where things really shine, and also the 3D Mark CPU scores, and I'm positive that Steven is jealous of the Kira performance. Despite the envelopes, AMD, nor Intel, nor anyone else paid me, in parts, cash, or otherwise, to do this video. If you look closely, there are no addresses on those envelopes. And as for the old parts, those will be chilling out in the basement, powering the AndrewBailey.com soon enough. So, yeah, there you have it, my new build. So, um, I guess, have a good one? Have a good one. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you said it was supposed to be awkward, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not to crap. <laughs>